you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. My name is Kay Adams, Kyle Brown, Tom Pelissero, and uh, we've got Maurice Jones-Drew on the show. It's a very uh, special day, guys. Did you know it was National Melba Toast Day? National Puppy Day. Already? It's Molly Day. But no, it's really MJD's birthday. MJD, happy birthday. Hey. Hey. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm up here early, you know, 4 a.m., up celebrating with the people I would love to celebrate most with you all. It's time for the lead block. Let's go on MJD's birthday. Lead block. block. All right. All 32 teams were in attendance when Malik Willis showcased his skills yesterday. It was Liberty's Liberty's Pro Day. Uh, So after the workout, Malik took some time to speak with Steve Weish, our guy. What happened? And Malik, we just saw a fantastic workout. What about that? When we saw you celebrating with your teammates, even if it's a short throw, definitely the big the big bomb at the end. Just what about the happiness you guys shared together during this workout? I mean, blood, sweat, and tears together. I mean, we worked hard together all these years. I've been here for three years. I mean, being at this position and having all these people here to watch us and just the opportunity that we have, I feel like we just got to take advantage of it. What do you think you showed to some of these teams? Because they're all here looking at you. I was just trying to show them anything they wanted to see. I was just trying to come out here and put it all on the table. It is what it is and you know god gonna handle where i go so it don't matter even if i don't go because you don't know if you're gonna get drafted you don't know the position you're gonna get drafted so i just try to stay down and focus on getting better every day what a pro day for him there are some quarterback hungry teams in the market that will be looking in just over a month in las vegas i've never heard a pro day described as happy a joyous occasion, but it was that, and he put his name on the map. He could move up these boards. Still a couple big-name guys, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
who could be available via trade guys. But MJD birthday boy, we'll start with you. Do you think we'll see a team find their starting quarterback in this draft? And we should remind you, Matt Corral is up today, his pro day at 4 p.m. Eastern with Ole Miss. Oh, yeah, Kay. If we can go back and look at it, a lot of quarterbacks are drafted in the first round because you have that fifth-year option. But there are some starters in the National Football League who are drafted in the second round, possibly the third, and obviously Russell Wilson. You're going to find a guy, a caliber guy. Now, I love what Malik Willis did at his pro day. I thought it was awesome. The energy, you know, people love that. These are the throws that you look for at the pro day, right? Woo! Rolling to your left, throwing it back right. You know, the oohs and the ahs. That's what you're looking for. Now, I have to talk about a guy that I've worked with who I think will be a, a, a starting caliber QB and Carson Strong. He's going, he's my baby. I coached him when he was 17 years old. And watch this guy. He has a rocket arm as well. He can let it go as well. He was out there in Reno in the elements. This is another guy that I think has the ability to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Strong arm guy, not as mobile as Malik. But again, we talk about winning from the pocket. He did that at the University of Nevada. And I'm just happy to see, I want to give him his flowers. I'm happy to see him compete at the highest level after, you know, being under some good tutelage in high school. So hopefully it works out for him. With due respect to Nevada, I'm very fired up what we saw uh, from Malik Willis. I really am. Because you know what? The, the throws and the celebration and the jubilation and the personality was awesome. Yeah. And we love that. But did you notice the second he stood with Steve Weiss, he went... <laughs> It went all business. Like, he has a different gear. And Weiss is even trying to say, where did that joy come from? He's nope, all business. Blood, sweat, and tears. I worked to get here. I like that. Because anybody can throw a party. Do you have the different gear when it's time to meet the media or when it's third and long? I loved what I saw from him. And the answer to the question, of course, yes, there's going to be a team that finds a starting quarterback. They always do. Look at last year alone. Last year, the guys that started, these, these guys started in the NFL last year. It's not just Lawrence and Mack. Ian Book got on the field, Trey Lance, Fields, Mills. Seven dudes out of just 32 teams had a rookie starting quarterback. They will find one, not just for the future. They will find one that will start next year. Davis Mills it was, was on the field. Malik Willis will be on the field. In fact, think about mm -hmm. this. Think over the last three years. Can you think of a first-round quarterback who just straight up sat the entire season? Now, Jordan Love is the outlier because it was the most bizarre draft pick of all time. Mahomes was really the only one years ago who even got on the field in last year. Trey Lance, because of injury. All of these dudes play. You do not sit anymore. And it's a credit to them. And it's they're more prepared and they're more professional. There will be a team that takes Malik Willis in the first round. I, I guarantee it. And he will get on the field next year. Is he the long-term solution? We'll see if he can play. But I like this guy. If you want to see him, what he's all about, watch his game against Ole Miss in college in which he was sacked 10 times and it could have been 30 if he could not have any escapability. I like what he's made of and I think he will be on the field starting next season for a team. Kyle, I got a chance to spend some time with Malik Willis at the Senior Bowl. And it was interesting because on the first day of that week, I sat down with all six quarterbacks who were in the game for interviews uh, on that Monday. Malik was the last one in. He had, as I told him, the quietest voice of all the guys. He got kind of, though, that same juice from him anyway, even though he's not a loud talker and he doesn't have to be super demonstrative. And that's what he told me was, there's different guys who need different types of leadership. Sometimes you got to get on a guy. There's other guys you need to love them up. That sort of emotional intelligence is something that's probably going to serve Malik Willis well at the next level. You can obviously see huge arm. He's a really good athlete. He's not the tallest. He's like a 
hair over six feet tall, but when you meet him in person, like he's rocked up. He's got big arms and big legs, and he's helped himself here through the course of this process. We can talk all we want, and I have to scouts about none of these guys should start. Not a single one of these guys should be on the field as rookies. There's no walk-in-the-door starter. Maybe Kenny Pickett, just because people really buy into the leadership and things with him. But building off what Kyle said, I want to show you the the names, or at least the list of the numbers of rookie quarterbacks who have started going back to 2015. So 2015 was the Jameis Winston goes one, Marcus Mariota goes two year. Every year since, at least six rookie quarterbacks have started a game. That is 40 over six years, seven on average per year, and you can't even name all the guys in this list. I had research send me the list. I didn't remember some of those names got on the field as rookies. So odds are, just based on pressure, based on injuries, based on the things that happen in the NFL, 17-game season now, you're going to end up seeing a bunch of these guys start games in 2022, like it or not. Incredible info there. I didn't know that. At GMFB, yeah, of course somebody's going to have a starting quarterback. And Malik Willis is so interesting. We should mention his Wonderlick score. I don't know the Wonderlick score of any of the other quarterbacks. That one was floated out there because it was very good. And uh, he dazzled at the combine. Anything you want to see on tape, it's all super tantalizing. And then you look at other teams outside of the ones that we know, right? Panthers, Falcons, and Seahawks. They pick 6th, 8th, and ninth. Then you sort of look at what are the Lions doing, guys? What are the Lions doing it too? Is Jared Goff the long-term solution there? Do, we, do they take a Malik Willis, a guy who's got all the physical attributes, he's intelligent, he carries himself well. There's a lot to like there. I'm going to float this out there just for some drums here. How about the Giants? Kyle, I'd love your opinion on this. I have no information mm. on this at all, but I'm looking at them. They've got the fifth and the seventh. You're telling me that Shine and Dable, guys who did not draft Daniel Jones, had no attachment to Daniel Jones whatsoever. You think they're scared to take a guy from a smaller school? No, they're not. They took Josh Allen. They know what that's like. And I'm not saying Malik Willis is Josh Allen, but if there were two dudes, you know, in Dayball, there's a small group of decision makers that are a pro small school college quarterback. It's probably them. And I'd like to see the Giants make that move for Malik Willis. It'd be exciting because the company line is, is always that type of thing about, well, Daniel's had so many different coordinators and so many different coaches and it's been unfair to Daniel. And I respect that. And maybe it has been, but we got to get busy with some games right here. If they're not interested in any of the free agents, they're just going to go to war with Daniel Jones again. Maybe they are. And maybe he turns into a pro bowler. But I think what we saw yesterday is very interesting to them, to many other teams. And I think it was bad news for guys like Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo because these young pups look good and they're working out well and they seem professional. So Giants are fascinating. There's a bunch of teams out there. We're like, yeah, we have a guy, but that looked like a dude we saw in Lynchburg yesterday. So absolutely. Crazy high ceiling for Malik Willis. What can Matt Corral do? He's very interesting. He's a compelling figure. I'm hearing good. I'm hearing bad. So he's got a huge opportunity. He also didn't go at the combine. So he was injured. This is huge. It's all on his shoulders and it's all happening today. You'll see young Matt Corral throwing session packed to the draft pro day special 4 p.m eastern right here on nfl network we've got some uh, top free agents according to nfl.com uh that we are still looking for homes and tom i bring it back to you because one of them did the one that i've been talking about week in week out teron armstead to miami what do we know this was a huge priority k for the dolphins in this offseason get the offensive line right finally and they got the top one on nfl.com's list teron armstead the longtime saints left tackle headed to miami it's a five-year 75 million dollar deal it's worth up to 87.5 million with incentives he's reunited with the new dolphins offensive coordinator frank smith who years ago was armstead's offensive line coach in new orleans you think mike mcdaniel might want to run the ball. His free agent signing so far, Teron Armstead, a guard, Connor Williams, 
two running backs, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, and a fullback, Alec Ingold, is now one of the highest paid fullbacks in the game. McDaniel is a run game guru, and what better way to take pressure off your young quarterback to a tongue of Iloa than run the heck out of it with a much improved offensive line. And now I wonder what the Colts will do at left tackle. Do they renegotiate with Eric Fisher, try to get him there because they need some help? Matt Ryan spent 14 seasons with the Atlanta Falcons. He was an MVP. He is an MVP, of course, and he spent that time trying to get the Falcons to the top of the NFC, which he did. He has a Super Bowl appearance, and I was going to try to do that with the Colts over in the AFC. He spoke yesterday at his intro press conference, and he talked about his transition from Atlanta to Indy. I had been there, loved every minute of it, there's no question about it, and worked really hard to try and do everything I could do to help them win. And at the same time, you know, understood whether it was this year, next year, or whenever, there might be a time where something different happens. And so, you know, you talk about it with Tom Brady or Peyton or any of those guys, they've had times where they've had to transition, and both of them have had tremendous success with that. And that kind of, in the back of my mind, that's what I'm thinking about right now is this opportunity that I have for, you know, the rest of my career to try and catch that spark and go. Interesting words okay. from Matt Ryan there. So are we underplaying the impact that Matt Ryan could make on the Colts, Kyle? Probably. It's just so not sexy. In this offseason where we've got Russell Wilson to the Broncos and Devontae Adams to the Raiders, Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, it's, it's solid, but it's, it's, it's hummus on a rice cake. It's just not terribly tantalizing. But I do think we're probably underestimated because let's play a very dangerous game that sometimes turns into total BS. Let's play the if Matt Ryan had been on the Colts the last couple of years game. Last year, they're in the playoffs with Matt Ryan as his quarterback. They just are. They were one game away and they couldn't beat Jacksonville. I think if Matt Ryan is in there instead of Carson Wentz, it doesn't come down to that game. The year before, the Phil Rivers year, they were two throws away from beating the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs in Buffalo. I think they probably beat the Bills if Matt Ryan is on that team. Point is, yeah, they're sitting there in that cute little AFC South, and if you go to a head coach, an owner, a quarterback, anybody, and say, here's the deal, guys, your biggest obstacle to a home playoff game is beating Ryan Tannehill, I think you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I think you're in a pretty good position. And as they sit there, sort of like Buffalo, in their cute little lakeside division and just watch from afar as the West and the North are turned to ashes, you sit there and win 10 games, shoot nine games, and you get a home playoff game. Why do you think the Titans weren't just in the playoffs, but were the one seed last year? It's because they're set up in the AFC South, and I do think we're probably underestimating. It's just not that fun to talk about when there's a million, uh, we see the Northern Lights, Aurora Borealis, whatever the hell it's called, going on in the other divisions. That's why I don't think it's getting that much hype. Kyle, I think we are adequately playing this. I think that there is ample reason to believe that the Colts can be better with Matt Ryan. You're going to lose a certain mobility element that you had with Carson Wentz, but that was also the problem with Carson Wentz was at times he's trying to do too much. He's running around. He's throwing the ball left-handed from his own end zone. Matt Ryan is very much going to play within the system. Let's look at the the longest active streaks of throwing for at least 3,500 yards in a season. This one was suggested to me. It wasn't even my idea, but I'm going to use it anyway just for you. Tom Brady... 13 years in a row, Matt Ryan with 12 years in a row. Kirk Cousins, the next longest one at seven years. It's the consistency with Matt Ryan. You know how many games Matt Ryan has missed in his career? Three. Carson Wentz had two sprained ankles by week two last year. No, Matt Ryan can't get himself out of trouble, but he'll get the ball out of his hands. He'll play within the offense. I know what the sack numbers were in Atlanta, but the line wasn't very good. They're playing with junior varsity type receivers for most of the last season. Put him now 
in Indianapolis with a run game with Jonathan Taylor, with that offensive line, with what they can do defensively, there's absolutely reason to think that they're going to be better. Does that mean they're going to win the Super Bowl? We'll see exactly what it does for them. But I think that we're playing this right down the middle. Should be better. And I understand Kyle's point. You don't necessarily get excited about Matt Ryan. He is who he is. We know who he is. <laughs> I, I definitely think we are. I feel like solid is amazing in this league. I hate, like I told you uh, yesterday, I solid. hate roller coasters. I like to be calm and collective. I don't need the highs and the lows. I think with Matt Ryan, you're going to get even kill going throughout. You know how many games you win with even kill? You may win 13, 14 games mm. with even kill with this type of roster because you know what you're going to get. As a coach, I know how I can coach. I know what plays that he does well. I know what he doesn't do well, and we can excel at that. Sometimes we we love the sexy, right? We love the Russell Wilson because he's going to improvise and run all around and throw all these passes, but he also turns the ball over a ton as well. And I think, again, if you look at what happened with Mahomes during that stretch last year is they're, they're throwing the ball off your back foot and down. And he was throwing picks and they were losing games. Sometimes sexy mm -hmm. is solid. And I love solid. Mm. I, I think it's amazing that, <laughs> that Matt Ryan gets his opportunity with a team that's built like this. Normally this doesn't happen. It happened with Peyton Manning in, in Denver. Then it happened with Tom Brady. And now it's happening here. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan has an awesome chance of taking this team further than we expect. And let's not forget this. The Colts have beaten the Chiefs multiple times in the regular season with this roster, with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, with other guys playing. Can Matt Ryan be that guy to help them? I believe he can. And like you guys said, with the offensive line and a running game, Matt Ryan can go back to be, possibly being the MVP of the league again. That's what he had with Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Wow. You're on that side. I love undersell over deliver. Kyle knows this. I think we're playing it right. I, I want him to blow me out of the water. I don't need to have high expectations. He certainly doesn't feel that way. He's with MJD Kyle. He's bringing up Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, two of the best to ever do this. He's likening himself to them and saying, I, I want to be that. I do think, Tom, it's somewhere in between that MVP season and what we saw last year. I think at 37, it's unreasonable to think he's going to be near his MVP form that he had years ago and I don't see the support around him. I'd like to liken him to the Matthew Stafford experience but this indie squad, as great as it is, as great as the coaches are, it's not the Rams. It's not the support system he has there. Cooper Cup on fire no matter who's throwing him the ball in that offense. Does he have that there? Who's the guy? Who are they bringing in? The secondary. Oh, there's a lot of questions here so they're not the Rams. He's not Manning and he's not Brady. So what is he? We'll see and I think I still need the Colts to sort of add more around him and go all in a la Rams did last year. Got lots to get to here on the show with Maurice Jones Drew, the birthday boy. Send your wishes to him on Twitter and Instagram. Tom Pelissero is going to get us all the latest news. What's going on with Baker Mayfield? That's all at the other side of this break with Kyle Brandt and myself as well. Stay right here. Matt Corral's pro day. We'll talk about that. What's the value? Where is he going? I say Seattle. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good morning, football, and happy birthday to Maurice Jones-Drew. It's uh, all he's ever wanted was to wake up at 3 in the morning on the West Coast and be on our show, right? Yep, best birthday I've ever had. MJD is here. Tom Pelissero is here with us as well. It's time for the lead block, guys. Let's get right into it. So much to get block. Let's talk to you, Tom Pelissero, and talk about the Browns. They traded, of course, Deshaun Watson. It was a bit of a domino effect around the league. We were waiting for that piece to drop, and then boom, the Mariotas and the Matt Ryan start getting shuffled around. We saw the Colts, the Falcons, and Saints either trade or assign quarterbacks back. Where does it leave Baker Mayfield? It's a good question. Okay, all expectations continue to be that the Browns ultimately are going to trade Baker Mayfield. He wants a fresh start, and there's no room for him or his $18.8 million fully guaranteed salary now that Deshaun Watson is headed to Cleveland. The question is, where? And there are fewer and fewer seats available. Also, Cleveland's initial asking price for Baker Mayfield was high. They were looking for a second-round draft pick and more. You would expect that that price is going to come down perhaps substantially, and maybe they even have to eat a good chunk, if not the majority, of Mayfield's salary in order to get some kind of value. Mayfield, when he first made the trade request, wanted to go to the Indianapolis Colts. They went a different direction with Matt Ryan. He's got some other fans in the league. John Dorsey, who was the Browns GM when he was drafted number one, is now an executive for the Detroit Lions. The Seattle Seahawks, their GM, John Snyder, who is close with John Dorsey, also liked him coming out in the draft. But for now, Baker Mayfield, just like Jimmy Garoppolo, among others, continues to wait. I like the fit for Baker Mayfield in Seattle. I like that connection as well. Kyle, what do you make of it? Where do you think he should go? And will he be a starting quarterback? It's gotten tough. I've always liked, uh, Tom's mentioned a few times this week, musical chairs. And Baker Mayfield is playing it right now. And the chairs are going. Jameis is sitting down. Marcus Mariota has a chair. Matt Ryan has a chair. And honestly, if you're looking for Baker to start next year, week one, Baker Mayfield starting quarterback, just start going through the 32. Find a team. Out of the 32 teams, I've come up with two still. And we keep saying the same names. We've said them over and over. Carolina or Seattle. I don't see any other viable option. And here's the thing. Carolina's in this weird position with Sam Darnold where 
They can't trade them. I don't think they have any trade interest and they, to cut them would be really expensive. So are you bringing in Baker Mayfield to be the Carolina Panthers quarterback and sit there in the same room with Sam Darnold who's from his same draft class and was drafted just slots after? Very strange. I don't know if that's the fit. So are we saying to answer the question, the only way Baker is starting week one in 2022 is with Pete Carroll's Seattle Seahawks? I guess if they like him, I don't think it's going to be Garoppolo coming from San Francisco. So who's Seattle's? Are they going to roll with Drew Locke? I, I just don't believe that either. Less than two years removed from beating the Steelers in the playoffs, Baker Mayfield's only hope may be that Pete Carroll at 70 plus wants to go to battle with him for his final act, which doesn't sound probable either. So then he's looking at the Jameis formula where number one overall pick goes and sits behind somebody. I think there's one viable cherry left. And I think it's the Seahawks. And if somebody sits in it, Baker is sitting back up. Kyle, this is the thing. When you request a trade, which I did in 2012, it takes the other teams to come out and say, hey, we want him. Now, I don't know if teams went to the Browns and said, hey, we want Baker Mayfield. But in this situation, you wanted to go to the Colts. The Colts didn't want you. So now where do you go? And if you want to play, you're going to have to swallow your pride because it's not going to be in the team you wanted to go with that was stacked. If you go to Carolina, like you said, you're going to have to sit in there and compete with Sam Darnold. If you go to the Seattle Seahawks, you're not going to throw the ball the way you want to. They don't have an offensive line the way you had in, in Cleveland. They want to run the ball. You're going to have some weapons, but they want to run the ball and play defense. And I think we said this earlier, the grass is not always greener. And I think Baker Mayfield is starting to figure that out now is that your market that you thought mm -hmm. you had is not there anymore. And so in this situation, this is a, a little bit of humble pie, a little bit of looking in and, and doing some self-scouting saying, how can I be a better player? And am I willing to sit which is most likely the best option for you now to sit, learn the Mitchell Trubisky way or the Jameis Winston way, and then have another chance to be a quarterback mm. next year. Let's also remember this. The Browns, after the season, had their normal exit meetings. Kevin Stefanski with all the different players. He spent time with Baker Mayfield and said, we're going to move forward together here. Everything that happened last season, obviously Mayfield dealt with a ton of injuries, including that shoulder that kept popping in and out. He had some kind of a lower body thing going, too, that was actually a more substantial injury. Did not play his best. But if the Browns had not gotten to Sean Watson, their hope and their plan was to go back to Baker Mayfield, even though Mayfield made abundantly clear to them that he wanted nothing to do with it. In other words, it's not as if the Browns are in a position where they've decided Baker Mayfield can't be an NFL starting quarterback. If Deshaun Watson had not taken them up on their offer the second time, because remember he initially told Cleveland they were out, there was a chance, and certainly in the Browns' mind, their hope was that Mayfield was still going to be the quarterback. They have a distressed asset on their hands at this point. You can't get full value for him, a second-round pick and more, plus a team to take on the whole $18.8 million salary. So there's a lot of different right. permutations of this that they'll probably explore here in the coming days and weeks. It's just a matter of exactly where this thing lands, and quite frankly, it might take a while. Kyle, I think the Seahawks are the best fit, I don't, it, but it all depends on what is the, the leeway or what is the pressure that Schneider and Pete Carroll specifically, as you're mentioning his final act, how long does he want to stick around? Because if it's a long time, then you go to the draft and find somebody and build and go that way. But if you don't have that leeway or that leash or that self-imposed pressure of winning now so you can walk away and enjoy your retirement, you then, then Baker, to me, that makes that makes Baker the fit. And that's the factor. It's, it's Schneider and Pete Carroll and how much pressure is given to them by ownership and how much pressure they're putting on themselves with other personal factors, of course, included in which which way they want to go. If it's a short window, then Baker actually is a nice little fit for them up there in Seattle. I ask you, Tom, what if 
This was my worry all along. When he sent the thing out, I go, okay, man, I don't know what your, what your market is, and I don't know who's surrounding you, who's advising you, and telling. And maybe he's beyond advisement, and I understand it's probable. probable. If there isn't a trade partner, I imagine they're not going to keep him around. They're going to have to cut him. What are the ramifications if that happens to be the case and nobody wants him? Well, first of all, I think that somebody's going to want Baker Mayfield. It's a matter of the price. He was the number one overall pick back in 2018. As Kyle mentioned, he won a lot of games in 2020, played at a pretty high level, won a playoff game, too. If in the event that they did cut him, they owe him $18.8 million fully guaranteed. I do not anticipate that that's the direction this is going to go. It could end up being, as I mentioned, the Browns have to eat a bunch of his salary, maybe most of his salary, and get some kind of a draft pick for him. It's always tough when you get in these situations and everyone knows that it's not viable for you to keep him on the roster. That really takes out a lot of your leverage. But is Baker Mayfield worse than the 32nd quarterback in the league? No, I don't think anybody would argue that. He is a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. You can debate at what level he's a starting quarterback within the NFL. Somebody is going to need somebody, whether it's to come in and compete, to start, to be a backup, whatever. And the price point, both in terms of the trade and the financial compensation, is going to tell us a lot about how that next team views Baker Mayfield. And there's, of course, very few musical chairs available right now. Injury is a part of our game, so we, there's always that factor and that shoe to drop down the line, unfortunately. Very curious about what Matt Corral looks like today at his pro day. The last time we saw him, he had an injury in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. In this installment of First Draft, you'll see that he's one of the top quarterback prospects, and he explains why opting out of that game was never an option. He explains what leadership means to him as well. Take a look. Corral lets it fly. Shot to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Matthew Corral, quarterback, Ole Miss. Snap to Corral. He's going deep into the end zone. Touchdown, Touchdown Ole Miss. I would describe my style of play as controlled aggression. Corral takes it to the goal line. He breaks the plane. I always put my team first. I'll call myself a servant leader. No job too big or too small. I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do. Corral pumps. Pressure again, and they get to him. Corral is struggling to get to his feet. He is in pain. You know, it was never really a decision to opt out just because that never crossed my mind. You know, I kind of got concerned because I thought the whole team kind of thought I wasn't going to be playing. And I just let them know that I wouldn't be here in this position without them. And I'm just going to give them everything I got till it's over. Yeah, I think there's really two ways you can go about it. You know, when it gets real tough, you got your teammates to lean on and your brothers from the right and left of you that put in the work with you every single day. Being on the same page as them and understanding what you want to get out of it, not only life, but the sport that you're playing. And straight up the gut goes Corral. Realistically, that's what pushes me through the game. I remember I was six years old and I was watching Arizona State versus USC on the couch with my dad and my dad was kind of explaining the rules to me and I told him I wanted to play next year and it just so happened that the next year I was able to start playing. Draft day would be a lot of tears and emotions for my family, but for me, the journey's just beginning. It all has to do with my family. My grandma's name's Rosie, so I got a rose because everything revolves around her. I got Mary and Joseph at the top and I got Isaiah 4031. What you can expect from me when I get to the NFL with someone that's going to be key on that team. My biggest trait is my leadership and being able to be that person that can talk to anybody from whatever background they're from. That's what makes a team a team. 
He is that person. He is a leader. That team would run through a wall from him, and he wouldn't ask them to run through a wall if he wasn't going to do it himself, as he just said. I'm really intrigued by this prospect because he's a bit of a wild card. We haven't seen him yet. We'll see him today at 4 p.m. right here on NFL Network Pro Day at Ole Miss. What are you looking forward to, and what do you need to see from Matt Corral? Okay, I think one thing that the scouts are going to be looking for is how big is he? He weighed in at 212 pounds. He's six foot one and five ace uh, at the combine. That's a lot higher than what teams think he actually was playing at at Ole Miss. They think he was right around, if not a little bit under 200 pounds. So has he kept that weight on? And then presuming that he is a full participant in terms of the throwing session and potentially the drills, it's how well is he moving on that ankle? I mean, you go back and watch the tape of that ankle injury and people immediately feared the worst. I was told it was a really significant high ankle sprain. He had a six to eight week recovery. So he didn't even resume light throwing until mid-February. The hope was he was going to be able to ramp up and be ready to be full go at this pro day yeah Tom I, I think look more than anything like the last couple guys we've talked about Kenny Pickett uh, Malik Willis you want to go out there and show what you have and he's an athletic guy a Southern California kid to me he has an explosive arm he, he can run and you want to show all those attributes you want to show what you can do now I don't know if he'll run the 40 or do a lot of the cutting drills because he didn't do much of anything obviously because of that ankle injury but you want to show when you're planning and you're throwing off that foot that you're 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 showing that it's strong and able to make those throws you want to show that you could throw the ball outside the numbers consistently you want to show the deep throws that we saw uh, at other pro days you want to show off and again it goes back to what we saw last year when you watch we i actually uh saw it on instagram or twitter zach wilson's throw where he's backpedaling to the left and he launches it to the right you want to make those guys mm. want more of you and i think matt corrales his, his career has been really good at old miss and he's done some great things now it's time to show what you who you really are and what you can bring to a team I'm fascinated by the interviews, whatever he has to say and how he conducts himself. This guy is an open book and a fascinating book and has way more things going on than your average college kid. I would encourage everybody to read a piece by Dennis Dodd that he wrote in, uh, for CBS in 2021 in which Matt Carell talks openly about, you name it, about going through therapy for depression, about giving up drinking, about the way that he won over his teammates at Ole Miss by speaking to them in the wake of George Floyd's murder, about his high school experience when he was at Oaks Christian in LA and fought with Wayne Gretzky's son and had to leave the school and said about the school, it's a bunch of rich kids who flash money who will never have to work a day in their life. This guy has convictions, he's got depth, he has takes. He has a big personality with really strong convictions. You saw in the piece there, he's got the tattoos, memorializing different people. This is not just a college kid who can chuck a football. He has a lot going on. He's a little bit loose with it sometimes, which I like, but we'll see what he has to say today and what he has to say going into his career because uh, this guy's different and, I, and I'm here for it. So the concerns are loose with it. That's what I keep hearing. And, of course, the size, which you're talking about, Tom. What do the measurements look like? He's a bit shorter than some teams might like. But if we're talking wow factor, Kyle, outside of Willis, this is it. This is a guy who had 11 rushing touchdowns last year. This is a guy who's probably one of the more accurate passers that are in this draft class who can sort of get it going. He's fun to watch. He has an exciting skill set. He has that sort of thing that, you know, you're going to have memories potentially from this pro day today. So check it out. And I'm excited to see how he does. And I like when we haven't seen somebody at the Combine. And there's a lot of pressure. And you'll sort of see what that looks like and what he looks like. And then, of course, those interviews, like you're saying. All right, we've got Morgan Morning Football on the way. Tom and MJD and Kyle Brandt and MJD's birthday. And I have to uh, tap dance for 10 seconds. So let's do it, Kyle. Do it. 
We're in the money. Mahomes, sweet Mahomes. We're going to talk about this. We're in the power rankings live. Dan Hamzis will pick him apart next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Welcome to Good Morning Football. Final three hours. I finally have a nice coffee. Things are looking up here. MJD is celebrating his birthday. Do we have a surprise for you? Maybe. Stay tuned. We've got Kyle Brandt, Tom Pelissero here. So let's do it. You can tweet the show at GMFB. We've got Pro Days galore. Matt Corral, 4 p.m. Eastern today. Garrett Wilson as well with Ohio State. So let's get to it, guys. The lead. Lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Nice and quick. All right, KB, it's been a pretty busy offseason for the defending champs. The Rams made a big signing with Allen Robinson, of course, to the delights of Mr. Brandt. But they did lose Von Miller to the delights of Mr. Brandt to the Buffalo Bills. Now, yesterday, General Manager Les Snead gave us an update on two other key pieces to their championship run. What's up with Aaron Donald? Does he have a shirt on? Is he signing a deal? Is he coming back? Odell, what's the story? trying to come up with a win-win solution to uh, reward Aaron, but still definitely be able to continue trying to compete as a team at the the highest level. So then where do things stand with uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? I think he's someone that we definitely won't back. I think a little bit more complex situation based on injury. We'll not get into that. All right, let's get to it. Gentlemen, they're working to extend Donald. If we take a look at what they've done, pretty significant stuff compared to what we've seen over the past two weeks. I don't know if it's enough. Is it enough to be the top dog? Let's take a look. Dan Hansa says, nah, fam. He says his latest uh, rankings drop them. How about that? The Rams below the Buffalo Bills after the first wave of free agency. So it's the Chiefs at three. The Bengals in the fourth spot, all right, ahead of Brady's Bucks, which is interesting. The Niners are a spot ahead of the Packers. So the Chargers, as we see, they are above the Broncos with new ad, Russell Wilson. 
interesting. You can check out the full rankings over at NFL.com slash power rankings. So MJD will start with the birthday boy. Looking at this list of Dan Hans' power rankings, what sort of sticks out to you? I think it's the Rams being at number two. Yes, they lost a lot, but we have to remember Aaron Donald's still there defensively. You would talk about the big names of Von Miller being leaving or Darius Williams, a starting corner. They've actually drafted to replace him. Johnny Hecker, the, one of the best punters in the National Football League, he leaves. But they still have the nucleus that helped them win that Super Bowl, and they'll continue to do that. They're still a young <laughs> roster. And as we heard Les Snead talk about, they're finding a way to pay Aaron Donald some money because of what he was able to do. I still believe the Rams are the top team. Now, I know the Buffalo Bills went out and addressed some things free agency, and they're trying to buy a ship, but they still have to get past the Kansas City Chiefs. And to me, if you look at the NFC, and we've talked about this with Kyle, it's only really two teams in the NFC right now. It's, it's going to be the Rams and the Buccaneers. I was going to say the Packers, but they lost Devontae Adams. So to me, I think the Rams should be the number one team until they lose, until someone else defeats them in the playoffs. Well, <clears throat> this is where if Dan was on the show, he would say, it's not power standings, it's power rankings. And I know he's at home somewhere doing that. I'm proud of Dan, first of all, because this is difficult. And to take Buffalo and put them number one, you thereby incur the wrath of Chiefs fans, Bengals fans, all those teams that were alive beyond the Bills in the playoffs. But I do like it. And I like it because I have seen the take out there from several media members who I won't name who said after the Super Bowl was over and the Rams beat the Bengals, I've heard them say, the Bills were the best team in football this year. They just didn't win, which I don't subscribe to. But I do think a lot of power rankings could come out to sports to start the season. And even if the Bills hadn't gotten Von Miller, I still think they would have been number one on a lot of them just based on the Josh Allen Express. So I love that Dan did that. By the way, people, especially as a Jets fan, he is a Jets fan. He went with Bills. But what's curious to yes. me is the Niners. He's got the Niners up there really high. And he doesn't, maybe Dan knows something about Trey Lance that we don't. But that is a huge enigma in their season. We know it's not going to be Jimmy. Can this dude play? I, I don't know. It, the, the returns last year were just flashes of promise with some real trouble thing, troubling things, too. And maybe you spend the whole year with Shanahan and the talent comes over, fine. But to have them as high as he does in the top six out of 32 teams with a woefully unproven quarterback, I like Debo as much as the next guy, but six seems pretty rich to me, especially since look at the guys he's in front of. He's got Trey Lance in front of Rodgers, Herbert, Russell Wilson. Like, he must know something that I don't because the Niners, while they may be a good team, six is rare air, Pelissero. Let's keep that top ten on the screen for a second here because we've talked so much yeah. about the AFC oh. West. It's the All-Star League. I want to look through the AFC yeah. West, how big this is. All right, so the Chiefs, right? Number three, right. still giving them top dog territory. The Chargers coming in at number eight. The Broncos at number nine. Who's missing where are the Thank raiders you. here you bring in josh mcdaniels huh. you make a monster trade for Devonte adams you add chandler jones to max crosby to go chase around patrick mahomes and justin herbert and russell wilson Kansas, you do not want the wrath of raider nation in your dms i'm going to try to take care of this for you actually i'm going to draw a lot of attention to it so now maybe you will get more messages the Raiders not in the top 10, highly controversial at this particular stage of the offseason. I'm sure he very much appreciates you pointing that out on national television, Tom. Uh, two quick notes. The Titans. 
who was the number one seed in the AFC last year? Where are they sitting on this list? At 10? It's a little low. I'm going to go ahead and say it. They were one and done in the playoffs. I know that that wasn't inspiring to anyone, but you cannot tell me that a healthy Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, would play a little more like he did in 2019 and 2020 instead of what he looked like last year. This team is going to be in the mix yet again. I don't know if this is the Ryan Tannehill factor, the one and done kind of stuff. This team is always overlooked, and this kind of a ranking, Dan Hansis, is why Titans fans are in my mentions day in, day out, talking about how much respect they don't get. They're, yeah, they're the sixth ranked team in the AFC on this list. They were the one seed. I don't get it. Also, Kyle, I'll throw it to you. Are you surprised that a notable team not on this list is the Cleveland Browns? First of all, Titans fans, you got nothing to say. Stop. I think he gave you a credit giving you number 10. I put my neck out for you. You made me look terrible. The last time we saw you, your quarterback (laughs) threw an interception on the first play of the game, on the first play of the second half, and on the last play of the game. You sacked Joe Burrow 37 times and you still lost. Like, I think you should be thankful to be at 10. As for the Browns, it's a good question. Because all we heard was that Baker's got the sweetest gig in the NFL. Sit there, hand it to the chub and hump behind that old line and throw it to those wideouts. It's easy. And now they just added... A more talented, more established guy in Deshaun Watson. They're not even the 10th best team. I wonder if that one was a little hot for Hansis. I'd love to hear his name. I think it would probably crack the top 10 for me. Probably over Tennessee. Mm, I will say they had a really good podcast right after the big trade happened. Mark Sessler, a longtime Browns fan, lifetime Browns fan. So I would urge everybody, if you haven't yet this week, that Around the NFL podcast is incredible, as always, and it was a powerful conversation. We do have pro days today. Matt Corral doing his thing. He's been passing drills. He'll be out there. Can't wait to see him. He is a fiery character. You want to see that throwing session. Trust me. It's passed to the draft pro day special, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash slash iHeart.